bro, you just got to hope and pray that your vulnerability in that moment is going to be somebody else's breakthrough. Like, oh man, that's good. Yeah. You, you gotta like you, because that's literally the only reason I know for me personally. Now, some people are, I'm, I'm very like, you know, not self-conscious. That's, that's too strong of a word, but it's mm-hmm. kind of like, man, you know, you let certain stuff out. People might look at you a little bit differently, but it's like, when you kind of like, just talk about like, Hey, I'm gonna talk about the brokenness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It might be a song where like, yeah, I know faith and we have these great high moments, but honestly, it's okay to lament. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to talk about this low space and I'm going to be there and I'm not going to um, act like that space won't help bring somebody else, bring somebody else out of the space that mm-hmm. they're If everyone had the attitude that Carrington Gaines has, when you feel called or compelled by God to do something, instead of rationalizing or arguing with God or running away from it, you would just look at him and say, say no more, Jesus. Because that's what Carrington does, and that's what he did when he felt called to serve at the local church, uh, Forest City Church to be exact, up in Rockford, Illinois. Um, One of my favorite follows on social media and YouTube, they are putting out phenomenal worship content right up there with the likes of Maverick and Upper Room and all those other ones. Um, But because you've never heard of them, uh, you need to like stop what you're doing right now. Go check them out on social media, on YouTube and all that stuff. Listen to their their stuff. It's phenomenal. Actually, a past guest, two past guests of ours that you're going to hear us reference, Lauren Scott and Joe Barnes. Not only are they friends with Carrington, but they have been a part of the creative process up in Rockford with Four City Worship. And so go check them out. Carrington, from the bottom of his heart, is just like, he bleeds worship, man. He bleeds leading others into the presence of the King through song. And um, he's an awesome guy. You're going to have a fun time listening to it to him today. And it was fun to talk to him. So we are coming up right now on one full year of the All Things All People podcast. When I started this It was right in the heart of the COVID-19 pandemic, um, the middle of June to be exact. And sometime I'll just need to tell tell you the full story of how we got it started, but um, got a couple microphones, actually the same microphones we're still using today and uh, set out to get awesome Christian thinkers from all spheres of Christianity. And we're not done yet continuing to, you know, have people on the show that make us think differently and have people on the show who maybe you've never heard of because they're from a different kind of like camp or tribe in Christianity. Um, we're here to break that down. We're here to raise up generations of Christian thinkers and the best Christian thinkers that I know and know of are ones that continually broaden their mind. So that's what we're trying to do. So it's been a fun year. Um, I think we've had somewhere around like 42 guests. We've had about nine or 10 crew episodes. Um, actually when it first started, it was actually just me by myself um, on those individualized episodes. And then Josh came in and now me, Josh and Ben, and those will continue to grow and change and evolve as we go on. But it's been a great year. And I think next year is going to be pretty good too. And next week to commemorate 50 episode 52, which represents one full year of the ATAP podcast, we have with us Tim Mackey from the Bible project. Um, he's on, he's been on the list of mine for a long time of somebody that I would just absolutely love to have on the show. 
so he's going to do it. And so I hope that you'll tune in next week to listen to me and Tim talk about Jesus of Nazareth and discovering what the Bible actually says about Jesus. And um, Tim's an amazing guy. Bible Project is pretty awesome. You probably know what it is. If you don't, go check it out ahead of time. But this week, um, the most important thing is whether you're driving in your car, laying in bed, listening, maybe you're, I don't know what you're doing. Follow us on social media, allthings.allpeople, and let me know what you're doing when you listen to the ATAP podcast. I'd love to know in all honesty. But whatever it is, I hope that your mind and heart are open to listen to one of my favorite worship leaders and a guy that just lives, breathes, and bleeds a love of Jesus, which makes him sing. And he does actually sing on this episode, but all for that, it's my buddy, Carrington Gaines. My next guest is originally from Buffalo, New York, but now serves as one of the main worship leader at Four City Church in Rockford, Illinois, where he and his team are regularly putting out worship media that you need to go watch and listen to as soon as you're done listening to this episode. He makes, from what I hear, an incredible salmon burger and has way too many pairs of Yeezys. Uh, most of all, though, he is a worshiper who absolutely leads other people to worship everywhere he goes. And you'll see it once you check those videos out. So it's my honor with that in mind to have on the show, my friend Carrington Gaines. Carrington, Wait you're the minute. best, dude. Yeah. No, no, no. Who told you that? Don't worry about it, dude. <laughs> what is <laughs> No, no, no. Oh, man, be- we do. It was. It had to be either Joe or Lauren. Oh, what you trying? <laughs> no, no, man. What? It's. It. You didn't. You didn't think people knew about the salmon burger. The salmon burgers. <laughs> I love. Yeah, salmon I hear. I hear you're on keto too, bro. Okay. <laughs> so you. <laughs> yeah, it was. I. Uh, so for for people listening, uh, Carrington, you are uh, a good friend with with Lauren Scott and Joel who yeah. past guests of this show and they might have helped me with my research this time around. <laughs> I feel it. I ain't even mad at it. No, let me let me actually don't let me tell you this, dude, cuz this is so I I'm, I'm a big fan of yours and um when I had Joe on the show um here's the cool thing I love about Joe and you and Lauren and so many other people and and, and so who anybody who's listened to this show for a long time has heard me say this but um when I watch you in these FC, uh, four city worship videos, like I can just tell that you enjoy worshiping with your friends, you know? Oh, yeah. And like, and, and I can see that in Lauren and Joe. And uh, so I, I did, yeah, I hit up Lauren and Joe and I said, Hey, what do I need to know about Carrington? But let me tell you what Joe said about you, dude. Like um, this is what Joe said. And it, it, he said uh, about you, he said, man, he's a thermostat. He sets the temperature and the tone. He comes in, opens his mouth, and heaven responds. It's amazing to witness. And dude, coming from Joel Barnes, like that's got to hit you hard, man. Yeah, man. That's I mean, that's my Brody, man. It's 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 uh it's been a journey with, mm. with him. So he kind of has been he's been there for a while now, even though it hasn't been that many years the depth of it has been like so deep and we've kind of like just been able to kind of grow mm-hmm. and move like with like so much speed in such a short amount of time. 
So mm-hmm. like when he talks like that, but he knows I, I talk about the same way with him. And it and it's like people yeah. hear me talk about him now and think like, okay, you know, is is mm-hmm. it, it it makes sense now because I mean like after promises, promise, and, yeah, and, the Maverick stuff, stuff, yeah, it's like it, it's been crazy. But honestly, from my very first day, like when we met, like when nobody was checking for nobody, it was just like we just bros that just met at a camp and it's like, all right, we writing together. And then it's like, nah, but like, yo, come to the house and play Madden. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so before all of it, it was just kind of like, nah, he's special. So mm-hmm. like, it's, 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 it's vice versa. We both yeah. like, well, dude, like in, in people don't realize this, if they don't work at churches and, 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 and work in ministry, like, um, if you're not careful, ministry actually can be a lot more competitive than people realize. Like, oh. and people are, a lot of times people are jockeying for positions. Like, do you feel like, um, cause like I said, I watch your videos and I see your love for your friends mm-hmm. in how like legitimately and how you guys are worshiping together. But like, do you feel like you and Joe and Lauren and, uh, so many other people like are setting an example for even for like younger people now being like, you should lift each other up like because i i'll be honest like when i was coming up in ministry like i wish i had i'm in a culture like that now where like my brothers and sisters in christ are constantly lifting me up but like force city church is a rare thing dude and like you guys are super encouraging so you feel like that's something that you're wanting younger people to to imitate it's one of the things that like for me i've always you know i've never mind being the john the baptist oh that's so good yeah so it's kind of like i've always like since I was younger, starting out, like I'm, I'm 29 now, so I'll be 30 next month. Mm-hmm. Um, literally 30 days from now, I think, mm-hmm. yeah, June 13th. I, this, I think this is the 13th, yeah. but <laughs> um, like, I've always like, yo, I want to see my friends like go, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I want to see God, like basically show his faithfulness and, and show like his power through their lives. So it's always been like a thing for me, like, you know, what, whatever I do have, bro, I want to, I want you to like, Hey, go ahead and get it. Like, Mm -hmm. so I think that's, that's always been my heart, man. Like since forever, it feels like, Mm -hmm. like, I know what it feels like to be overlooked Mm -hmm. and to kind of be like, uh, man, undervalued in a way. So it's like, I always wanted to make sure like, Hey, I never want anyone in my, in my space, in my sphere, or however you want to say it. Mm -hmm. I never want anybody to feel that. Like, and I'm like, Hey, Bro, regardless of what it looks like with what you're doing, God has a purpose for that because, you know, you might, it might look a little bit different from how I do it, but at the same point, like, Mm -hmm. yo, it's just as impactful. It's just as necessary. Yeah. So I've always just wanted to like champion my friends. Like, I I don't know. I get more joy out of it. I don't know why it's just, it's just a thing for me. Well, and you know, right now it seems like in the, in the world of like, you know, what's happening in, in worship ministries around the country, um, here in the United States, at least like, it seems like most of the videos you see, you know, from Maverick, from you guys, from, you know, upper room and all these is people in a room. Like it's not so much like polished anymore. Do you think for, for that type of stuff to happen, do you really feel like there has to be a feel in the room of like, Hey, we're not here to make a star out of anybody. We're here Mm -hmm. to encourage each other, have fun, but also of course, just, give worship to the only one who deserves it. Do you think you have to feed into each other to see that happen? I, I absolutely feel like you do. Like it, it can't, it won't translate if you don't, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, they go, you can see it. 
like yeah. eventually it begins to wear off. So mm. it's like when you got when you got a group of people that actually like love each other and like, hey, bro, I'm here for you. I have your back. You can be exactly who you were created to be and don't have to worry about anything else. Like, bro, it happens, but it only comes through a relationship. Yeah. Like you can't feel that like security amongst friends if you don't have relationships. Yeah. So I think with a lot of those worship movements that you're seeing right now with Upper Room and Mav and here, and I mean, the list goes on. It's a a Detroit collection I just um, found out about like maybe like two days ago. Mm -hmm. And it was like, oh, okay. But then I saw some of the clips and I was like, whoa. (laughs) <laughs> like it, 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 but it was like when they gave me the story it was like yeah man it's just a group of people from Detroit that like different worship leaders but they all just wanted to kind of come together and see what happens and and like yeah yeah friends that worship together it's explosive yeah oh no for sure and I mean there's so much of that going on and uh yeah tell me come on in <laughs> this is my dad son hold, hold uh, go get him get him yeah This, come here, Tana. This is my guy, Tana. What's up, man? Hair like mine now. I like that mask, dude. Well, it's Buffalo, man. You know, yeah. That's what it is. It's it's, Stefan Diggs and everything, dude. Oh, it's that's life, bro. It's life. It's life. Oh man. I'm real about my team. Um. Well, dude. So, okay. So. we're living today in this world where you like some of those groups and that Detroit collection, all that stuff, but let's take it all the way back. You you're younger in your teens and you're listening to John legend and you're starting to feel like, man, I love singing our, you like you're, you're legit. So when I was (laughs) like, no, like when I was in, like I went to school for journalism. Right. So like, and then I eventually went to public relations because I didn't like to write as much, but like, you know, they always talked about those techniques, like know the person you're interviewing. <laughs> you have to know. And the simple fact that you went all the way back to John Legend is incredible to me. Well, I don't even know where you find that. Well, here's here's my thing. I only want to have people on the show that I'm genuinely interested in. And I'm genuinely interested in Carrington Gaines. And wow, going all the way back, because, okay, listen. So if somebody's listening to this show and they don't know who you are, when they go watch these videos, and yeah, like Joe's in some of your videos, Lauren's in some of your videos. But for me, wh- okay, so I'm going back and watching Joe and Lauren when that when I have on the show. I'm like, who is this guy? Who is this guy dancing around and like lead, like leading the room? Like for me, I'm in ministry and I know what it's like to lead. And when you have a Joe Barnes and a Lauren Scott and mm-hmm. uh, a Timmy Tope and all these guys, and I go, but man, they're all looking at Carrington. So I go, all right, now I got to have him on the show. And so, you know, because so, I'm like, I need to know who he is. And uh, but, dude, so like going all the way back, though, listening to your story and like, like, I'm fascinated, though. At, like, how did you get from singing R&B and like doing gigs, singing R&B to now where you're leading worship? Like, that's sort of an unconventional path, at least in my eyes. So how, how did how did this happen? Um, well, I think John Legend you know, that's he, yeah. he's, even to this day, he still has a, a soft spot, in, yeah, for soft sure. spot in my heart. Um, it honestly, it was just, I mean, I heard a ringtone, ordinary people. And it was like, yo, 
I started singing because at that point I didn't know I could sing. And my cousin, uh, Jordan, he passed away earlier this year. Um, and he was like, yo, you can sing, bro. Like, mm-hmm. and I was like, for real? He was like, yeah, you can do it. Like, seriously, like you can actually do something with it. And I was like, oh, I, all right. So then from there, I just studied, I studied John and like, I just, I wanted to be the next John legend. I just couldn't mm-hmm. play the piano. And it was like, <laughs> um, but like from there, it was like, uh, I always had a love for R&B. I love love songs, mm-hmm. you know? which I mean, technically gospel is basically just a bunch of love songs in a different yeah. context. Mm-hmm. But um, it was like, I just, I always like love to write songs about, you know, life situations because it felt like in R&B, you could do that. Mm-hmm. In gospel, it didn't feel like it was as um, readily access, ex- mm-hmm. like acceptable back then. Yeah. Like now you have a lot of people that kind of speak more towards quote unquote life music or yeah. music, music, however you want to say it. So back then it was like, that was my outlet. I can I can do like, you know, R&B, even my first project. If you listen to it, you know, it's still up somewhere on iTunes or something like that. It, it kind of lended more towards the R&B type of vibe because that's just always been something in me. Yeah. So um, I guess like I, I kind of stayed in that path, like kind of in that genre for a while. But I, I think when I turned about 20, um, 21, I started to like really get like a pull, like, okay, I have to separate this gift. Yeah. Um. Like I, I felt like it was like just a like a pull that I had to like do something different with it. I had to set it apart. Like you know mm-hmm. how the Bible talks about like, hey, you must be set apart. Like and not even to be deep or religious or anything like that. I'm not saying I feel like anybody that sings R and B is wrong. It was just yeah. my own personal conviction. It was like, all right, you know, because I was I love doing it, but it also took me a different space. I would. I was doing a lot of stuff while I was out back then. We would have to talk at a different time, Johnny. Have the time right now. Um, but it was like, well, all right, let me set this apart. And I was like, God, I'm gonna let you have it. Now, at that point, I it, worship leading and actually making gospel music wasn't on my radar. Yeah, I was just kind of like, I can't do that anymore if I'm actually gonna have this relationship because. Mm-hmm most of the things that kind of came from that space were not of God. I'm just mm. going. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. It was just a lot of, you know, a lot of befoolery is what my uncle would call it. Like it was just <laughs> a lot of craziness happening. Um, Cause you know, it's, it's clubs, you singing, you yeah. drink is, you know, it's, it's wild. Yeah. But um, like when I left it go, I was just kind of like, all right, God, you know, I don't know. And I remember one day I told him I was like getting ready to sign up to be a police officer. I was going to go take the police exam, which I really actually wanted to do. Like, even to this day, sometimes I think about like, man, I, I would have made a nice little, you know, police officer. I don't know. I just feel like I would have. But um, I was like, well, God, this is what I'm going to do. And then a guy came and told me, he was like, hey, man, no, God wants to use that gift. Mm-hmm. He wants to use that gift. He wants you to write songs that will reach people and help people through all types of stuff and blah, blah, blah. It, it goes on and on. But it was like, after that, I kind of said, okay, let's, let's see what's happening. Yeah. And, you know, I still struggled for about two years, like, like 2021 up until about 23 um, when my cousin passed and I was like, okay, I got to get serious about mm-hmm. like 
this life and letting God like do what he has to do and purpose in life. And then, you know, I just started taking a deep dive since then. And now I'm 29 and yeah, it's like, I'm, I'm seeing some of the fruit. Yeah. I still have a lot more fruit to see, but sure. it's like, that's how it happened. Yeah. Well, dude, that's awesome. And I've heard so many stories like of people who it's almost like you discover your, your ability for you, like you discovered your ability singing R and B, but you discovered a gifting. Yeah. When you started to sanctify that ability, and like you yeah, said, man. you had you had some people speak that into you, and like I've heard you say, like when God gives you a gift, and you figure out, like I would do this for free, Bro. but you're saying, but you're saying I can get paid to do this, and you you say like that's what you're called to do. So like, but you know what I love about you, and, and there's not a lot of people like you in the world of like your gifting is not just that you can sing like a lot of people can sing like your your gifting is is far beyond that so what is it when you're on when you're on stage with four city worship or you're leading with somebody else like what is it that you're doing because it's not just singing like you're leading something genuine that's happening on that stage what's that gifting for you in that moment man just letting god do what he wants to do and and that's like in every area of whatever happens in that moment whether it's physically or if I'm just speaking something or if, if, you know, it's through somebody else, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and I feel like sometimes like that's one of the biggest things that as a worship leader, cause a lot of us just love the spotlight, but <laughs> it's like, it's yeah. like when you can kind of notice like, Hey, this person actually God is like, I can already tell God is using this person to mm -hmm. do something special in this moment, step out of the way. Mm. and and let them go and and like hey be okay with that it's not a no nah, i'm faking like i really actually want to know you go ahead and get it so it's like whatever he wants to do in that moment um i can't you know i can't say it's any of my own doing besides being available yeah well it's it's almost like <clears throat> um you meet some people like in life in general who like they make good point guards. Um, it, like, and I I've seen that in you of like passing the ball, you know, it's like, um, what, what was it? Is there something about you? Like, is it your experiences? What is it that makes it to where like, yeah, we all, and it's not just worship leaders, like pretty much everybody in ministry, if they're being honest, like pastors, teaching pastors, yeah. everybody on down to the kid, the person who's watching the kids on Sunday, yeah. like we all, we all love the spotlight. Right. Um, yeah, but it, it, you handle it well that you go, sometimes I'm going to lead, but other times I'm going to let somebody else do it. And I'm going to genuinely enjoy watching Lauren Scott crush this song. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, so what got you there? Because that is something that we need more of in church culture. Um. <laughs> how real can we be on this interview? How, Absolutely. How so real. Like, so, um, so real. So I, I guess to a certain degree is it, it, for me, it's just kind of like, like, I know I'm good. Mm -hmm. I know I'm good. And I know I can, I can sing really well. Like, yeah, no cap. Yeah. Yeah. I can sing really, really well. I can yes. lead worship really, really well. Yeah. But I just know I'm not for every space or every moment. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I feel like when I was coming up, um, when I, especially when I was a little younger, um, at my, my home church back in Buffalo, New York, Bethesda World Harvest International Church. That's a plug right there. Yeah, it is. Um, 
like my two of my older cousins, Mo Badger and Nia Badger, they were um, the worship leaders. I was kind of like we I used to call us the big three. And mm -hmm. and, you know, it was like, OK, I knew. All right. This was a moment. That's where Mo got to take it. Mm -hmm. Or and I was looking at like, OK, now Nia got to come and close it. And then it's like, OK, this is my time. So it was I've always known from a young age, like, hey, how to read like what God is like doing or how to mm -hmm. just step back and really like okay god what do you want to do in this moment always having my ear open to saying like hey all right it's not about me mm -hmm. even even though and i think that's the r&b thing because i always wanted to i wanted to kill everybody bro i'm just yeah. gonna keep the buck with you yeah. so maybe like and i'm processing while yeah, we're talking yeah. a little bit as well because i can recall times when i was like doing shows and um like um, doing gigs. I remember one time I was opening up for Fabulous and I was like, man, mm. I wanted to crush the stage. That was always my mentality. I wanted to kill it. But it was like, I couldn't take that mentality here. Mm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think like that part of the process kind of like, kind of weeded that out of me. Like, hey, it can't be about me. Mm. It can't be. Like, that's not kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not kingdom if it's always my show. Hmm. I, I'm, I'm so afraid of it ever becoming like the Carrington Gaines show that maybe even to a default, maybe sometimes it might have it might have even hurt it in some ways. Um, me. But I just I'm just so afraid. I don't want it to be about my show. Yeah. Don't, don't get yeah. it twisted. I'm going to be there. I'm going to show up. <laughs> Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, well, and, and it is, I mean, I think you, I think even early on, I think you've struck a, a great balance. Cause like I said, you, you have that ability, you have that awareness to not give into the temptations that, I mean, frankly, like, like I said, it's not just worship leaders, but we all, I mean, dude, musicians, it, it's, it's difficult to not be full, full of yourself when you're as gifted as some people are, yeah, but man. like, but you've handled yourself well, but like at the same time, like you have cut your own music like independently yeah. and like there's nothing wrong with that but like you said one time talking about your first ep mm -hmm. that it was like it was like your baby it, you yeah. know it was like your first baby and uh talking about the song close uh closer on that ep oh, yeah, yeah. you said that was your favorite and you wrote it in in 10 minutes um what what was going on in those 10 minutes? Cause if somebody hasn't, I'm going to link to, to the EP. I'm going to link to some of this stuff in the show notes. So, so mm -hmm. I want, I want the people who are listening to go listen to that song and realize it was written in 10 minutes. What was it that happened in that 10 minutes that brought about those words? Bro, um, I feel like I've had that moment so many different times in different seasons of life mm -hmm. um, where closer to you was just like a, it was yeah, closer honestly. to you, not closer. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, you're fine. I knew exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> um, it was just kind of like a, a moment sitting in a room, like, and I was just like, um, God, I'm I'm here now. Mm -hmm. This is my heart. Yeah. Every part of it. Mm. Every yeah. part of it. The good, the bad, the ugly, the stuff that I won't tell nobody else. But I'm like, I know. I know you can handle it. So here, so I'm, I'm going to search. I'm going to find, I'm, I'm going to give you all of my heart because I want to be closer because I know if I like kind of try to like hold stuff back, I won't ever fully get to that real place of like vulnerability or transparency mm -hmm. with, with you. So it's like, I need to give you all of it mm -hmm. and, you know, have faith that like, if I, by me giving you all of me, 
that you'll transform, you'll do the work inside of me. Mm -hmm. Um, But that didn't negate like that in another season of life, I will be right back to that same place just in a different way. So it was like closer to you, then closer to you turned into prodigal son and prodigal son is like, it's, you know what I'm saying? So it just, Mm -hmm. it is such a, it's such a weird, you know, situation. Cause I literally was talking to my wife about that um, the other day, like, you know, just keeps happening. Mm but it's not the same thing that keeps happening. Yeah. But it's like somehow, some way I, I kind of get back to this space where I write a song or I kind of get in a, a vibe where it's like, oh man, that kind of feels like that part of life. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. just different. It's a different circumstance. Yeah. And you mentioned Prodigal Son, which I, I definitely want to hear about. And I've heard that the story behind Prodigal Son is pretty terrific. But like you mentioned something just now, like you said, you're writing that song in those 10 minutes and everything just comes to you, but it's like, God, I'm even going to write, you know, kind of like involve the stuff that I'm not going to say to anybody, but you, but so now, you know, so now that song's out on Spotify, people are listening to it. It's on YouTube, all that stuff. So, so other people are listening to words. And so I've never written a song before in my life. So like, I'm interested to know, dude, some of the most intimate moments of your life now have a song uh, coming out of it that other people yeah. are singing, other people are listening to. What is that like when you hear it and you go, man, that's the stuff that only is between me and God, but Jeremy's listening to it on Spotify down in North Carolina. Like what's going through your mind when you think about how intimate songs are, but how ultimately they end up getting played by some guy in his car or getting ready to talk to you on zoom. Bro, you just got to hope and pray that your vulnerability in that moment is going to be somebody else's breakthrough. Like, Oh man, that's good. You, you gotta like you, because that's literally the only reason I know for me personally. Now, some people are, I'm, I'm very like, you know, not self-conscious. That's, that's too strong of a word, but it's kind of like, man, you know, you let certain stuff out. People might look at you a little bit differently, but it's like, when you kind of like, just talk about like, Hey, I'm going to talk about the brokenness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean mm-hmm. it might be a song where like yeah I know faith and we have these great high moments but honestly it's okay to lament mm-hmm. and I'm gonna talk about this low space and I'm going to be there and I'm not going to um act like that space won't help bring somebody else bring somebody else out of the space that mm-hmm. they're you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think like for me, it's like that is greater than my own little personal feelings. Yeah. Like knowing that, hey, if I do release it, God will do something with that mm. that will help somebody else. Yeah, that's that's so good. And I think that that applies to some I mean, so many people who are, who aren't musicians, songwriters like yeah, man. God just wants us to to be vulnerable. Um, so. Right. OK, so so Joe said incredible things about you. Lauren said great things about you too, but she gave me the the inside scoop on some of the other stuff too. But uh, but she said she was like, "You oh, got it. You got." <laughs> gets on my nerves. No, no. <laughs> you could talk to. Her. She, I mean, so for those who don't know, Lauren actually works with you now at Four City Church. Mm-hmm. Um, so you she can have that kind. That holds it all together, brother. Glue. Oh my. I, I think she'd probably say the same thing about you, but so she said, <laughs> so talking about these vulnerable moments, these 10 minute moments, writing songs, what was it then that brought about prodigal son? Cause that song's incredible. And um, like, that was probably the thing that Lauren was like, you have to ask him about the story that brought that about, because I, th- I think she, she was blown away by it. So what was it that brought about this newest song? Um, well, was, well, 
I actually released a version of it maybe in 2019. Really? But then I did a recording. So it's actually going to be released in on June 18th. Nice. June 18th. But the story, um, I was, I had gotten to Atlanta late 2016. And um, that was my first time being away from home. My family back in Buffalo were like super close knit. Um, nobody leaves. We all kind of just stay there. Yeah. We, we're at the church and we're serving and we're just, you know, that's, that's what we do. Um, and leaving was kind of weird because it was like, man, I'm, I'm really going. And it's like, not that I couldn't go back, but it's like, but it's no turning back at this point. Like, mm-hmm. if you're going to go, you got to go and you just got to, you got to walk on the water. So, um, I think it was like March of 2017 and I was like I was like I had failed that was probably my first time in life actually being depressed like actually understanding that I was like oh this is what it feels like this is what that like weight or the darkness feels like like when you're talking about depression so we were like I was down there I was by myself um sitting in this big old three-bedroom apartment with no well I had a couch I didn't have nothing else done mm-hmm. <laughs> I had a couch and I was like man you know I'm working in ministry I'm doing this stuff but I was just feeling so disconnected mm-hmm. from everything like I didn't feel God I didn't feel um loved I didn't feel I felt like my family kind of you know turned the back on I've I just felt yeah. I felt lonely like mm-hmm. just in this space and you know i i think i was really like abusing a lot of uh adult beverages at that point in life i was just in a really 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 weird space and it was like okay you know i just was sitting on the couch the edge of the couch one day and i was praying because it was like okay that's that's eventually it's always going to lead there for me like it wasn't really about music and i'm like I'm literally just sitting there playing my little broken guitar chords. And I'm just like, you know, I was literally, so it, I was praying and I was like, I'm sitting here, God, I'm broken. I'm lost. I'm confused. I'm sitting right here. I'm trying to figure out when all of this stuff just started going crazy. So like when you listen to the first part of the song is like yeah. sitting here, broken, so lost and confused, sitting here, God, Trying to figure out where it all went south. I'm sitting here, but God, I need to come home. God, I need to come home. So it was like, at that point, I was like, well, am I talking about going to Buffalo? Mm. Or am I talking about, but it was like, no, going back to that place where I first found him. That space of home with the father, where it's like, I understood why I was here. I, I lost sight of purpose. I lost sight of like, I wasn't passionate about it anymore. It was like, I lost so much because I started like just looking at everything that was going on around me Mm -hmm. and literally just sitting there on that couch that day. It's like my prayer became the song. Mm. Wow. And like legit, it was like, so from the, from the literally the top of the song to the end of it, it's like, that was prayer. Like even like to the, like the bridge of the song is take me, I'm yours. And I just kept repeating it. But that's because I was literally sitting there sobbing on the couch saying, God, just take me, just whatever it is, just take me, take me, take me. And then it was like, oh, 
after a while, I'm like, wait a minute, hold on, Jesus. Did you give me something? <laughs> yeah. Did you give me something? Yeah. Look at you, you're sneaky. So, like, <laughs> so I mean, eventually I yeah. kind of like I, I got myself together and I I um I went and I just like, okay, so this is actually a song. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. it was yeah. good. And like it's that's my second baby. Oh, and it's so good. And and man. Uh, hearing that is so amazing because I think there's so many people who, you know, maybe they've never written a song, but like they've, they've experienced that. They, you yeah. know, they've experienced that. And so knowing that now it's like, um, I think all of us can relate at least somewhat to that. Um, this is Ebony. I want you to say hello. Ebony, Mrs. Yeah. Mrs. Gaines. Hey, Ebony. Hi. I <laughs> You're not interrupt. You're not interrupting. No. Oh man, I, I think I think Four City Church is probably a fun church to hang around at. Oh, bro, we that that's one of the things that uh, me and um, Parks, he's a, a lead pastor here, um, and well, one of we have actually have like three lead pastors or two and a half, how however you want to say it. Yeah. Um, but like we always talk about like how like we don't do everything right. But one thing we know how to do here is hang. Yeah. We love to hang. We love just to have a good time and just like, you know, chill and have fun. Oh, well, so, okay. So that was actually, that's probably the thing I've been looking forward to talking to the most. Cause, cause my church is a lot like that too. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I have, when I, when I do interviews in my office, which I'm in my office mm-hmm. right now, I have to lock the door and put a sign on the door. Otherwise guys will come in and just sit down on this couch behind me. And, uh, <laughs> and, and as the host, as the host, like, I love it when people do like come in, but as the host, I feel like, well, okay, I have to lock these boys out. But um, when I, when I came across four city, it used to be Heartland Community Church. Now it's Four City Church, Four City right? Church, yeah. And then, in a, in that, a big part of the swing for that was what God was already doing organically in Four City Worship, which is, of yeah. course, you're a huge part of that. Um, so, for those who don't know, Rockford, Illinois, is like you know, like an hour and a half west of Chicago, um, right there on I ninety, um, and it's not mm-hmm. a huge area, but mm-hmm. like if somebody watched your videos, which they need to, like I've said probably 10 times in this interview now, but like if somebody watches your videos, like they, they're going to think the same things that they think when they watch Mav and some of these other ones. So what the heck is God doing in Rockford, Illinois um, and in your team that brought about these videos and these songs? Cause like you're cut, co- I mean, you're covering some songs, yep. but, but I know that there's probably going to be some stuff coming out organically. Um, in, in the near future where we're going to start hearing some original songs at FCW. So what is God doing? That's causing some of this like uh, awesome stuff to come out of a place. It, you know, that's not Atlanta. That's not Chicago. That's not Houston. That's Rockford. I, I yeah. you know, I grew up right by Rockford. And when I heard, I was like, Rockford, what's going on? You know, so what, what's going on up there? Listen, God can use a rock. <laughs> David, right. Yeah. Um, Man, honestly, bro, it's literally just a group of people, man, um, that like just legit wanted to come together for vision. Like mm-hmm. Eric Parks, he laid this thing out to me when I was still living in Atlanta. I'm telling you, it had to be the Lord because it was no way that I would have yeah. been here if he hadn't laid out the vision that he did. He was just like, bro, I just see God doing something different here. I don't know what it is. 
I don't know why he wants it to happen in Rockford because he, he was working at a church in Denver um, mm-hmm. at the end of 2019. And he brought me out there. Um, but the situation was a little weird for me. Ebony didn't really want to go mm-hmm. Denver. And then he was like, yeah, he ended up backing away from it as well. So it was like, okay, you know, but then it was like, Denver would have kind of made sense because it's, it's Denver. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Denver's a popping city. You go out there, it's a whole vibe. But then it was like, hey, can you come up to Rockford and, you know, check this out? And I'm, honestly, I didn't know what a Rockford was. Yeah, nobody does. It was, it was like, <laughs> what? I mean, yeah. when I get here and they're like, well, Fred Van Vliet is from here. That's great. But I'm a Miami Heat fan. So yeah, I don't right. tell you. Um, but man, it's it's like, he, he just brought a group of people here with like a hunger to see something different. Mm-hmm. Um, the hunger not to like try to chase after a sound or to try to basic to try to replicate a fad Mm -hmm. it's literally just okay god what do you want to do here yeah Mm. like and there's no pressure to try to do anything else it's like what do you want to do here like so we've we've had camps we've had writing camps we've had um time to come together where we where we like literally organically just create music but it's more so from a space of hey whatever it is that's all it's got to be it doesn't have to be anything else outside of that and mm-hmm. I think everything just flows from that place of like authenticity like yeah. everybody that comes in we're like hey just be you like it's mm-hmm. people from all different backgrounds and different walks of life but it's just like hey that's the heart of this thing yeah just be you and I feel like that's the that's the thing that's causing people to say hey i just want to come up and just hang out yeah like i just want to come see what's happening because like that that doesn't look like anything else or it doesn't look like you guys are trying to do anything else or be like anyone else and i feel like that's like the biggest thing for us here yeah so the one of the things that i love the most about what you guys are doing is it's so like so actually i told you this pre-show so the the city that I, I pastor in is called Forest City. So right away, I, I felt a connection to what you guys are doing because I've not been in a lot of forest cities and here here you and I both represent one. But um, but also too, like me and the team that I work with at the church that I pastor and then the team that I work with with All Things All People, like we are obsessed with God doing a big thing in a small town. And like Rockford's not a small town. Like it's, I mean, it, it, the only reason anybody would think it's small is because it's near Chicago. But like- yeah because it's near Chicago, I think everybody would kind of go, well, just go to Chicago. If you really want to make awesome videos, go to Chicago, you know? Um, but like, do you think God takes, do you think God's moving in a way where we're going to start seeing people um, who aren't a part of mega churches or who aren't a part of the Maverick cities or whatever? Like, I love those and I love Maverick city. And I love mega churches, but yeah. like, do you think that, that we're going to start seeing more and more people like yourself go, Hey, let's just do it here. Like, let's, yeah. like, let's do what, let's do us here and let's not try and be somebody else. Hey, man, this, so this is, this is the thing um, when it comes to that. And this is why I always like math, that's fam. You know oh yeah, I mean? dude. Yeah. It's, it's like what I was able to like see being in that space, right. Mm-hmm. As close, you know, you I'm, I'm pretty sure you know the stories and all that yeah. like I've been around there for a while mm-hmm. and like to see like hey like this is what it looks like when people that like just come together and like actually grow a genuine love for each other and then they're just told to just be you 
I saw what could happen in a space like that. Mm -hmm. So it's like, but it also is like, hey, that thing, just like the upper room in the, Mm -hmm. in the, in in, in Acts, everybody didn't just stay there. It was just like, hey, get powered up. And then you go and then you go and you create or you go and cause change or you go and affect a different space. So I feel like you will see a lot of people, a lot of places um, basically popping up with different movements because that's how the gospel needs to be spread in Mm -hmm. this generation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying oh, yeah. it's flowing from like an upper room or a mass yeah. um, type of situation. I'm not saying it's flowing from there, but like movements like that are starting to spark flames all over the world. Yeah. They're, they're starting to spark flames all over the world. And it's so beautiful to see the the thing that I feel like is dangerous is when you see stuff and then you try to emulate that. Yeah. And I, I tell people that like people when, talk about promises right so mm-hmm. we go back there we go to that one and people like try to recreate what happened in the room that night you can't because it happened in that room yeah with that specific group of people mm-hmm. joel is joel the way naomi carried over that instrumental in the bridge is how naomi did it there's nobody else that can like do it like her mm-hmm. you get what i'm saying yeah, yeah. so it's like what and that's like my my thing to when i talk to so many people is like hey Whatever God wants to do in that region or in that space, let him do it. Mm-hmm. We all have a specific fingerprint. Yeah. So that means we all have a specific sound. We all have a specific voice. Let him use that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because then like, you, it won't be just Mav or Upper Room or Hillsong or Bethel. It'll be like any anybody, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. but you know, I feel like that's the, that's the, that's the key though. Be you. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and, and I think that you and so many other people that you're, you're part, you know, you're with up there in Rockford and then the connections and friendships that you have, you know, all around and these people who show up in the videos, like I, I, I do think four city worship is phenomenal. And for somebody who's listening, like, make sure I've said it a bunch of times. Cause I really believe it. Like make sure to go check those videos out. It's amazing to see. And I'm excited to see what happens. I, and I think a lot of it comes from, you know, you saying, you know, when you're in Atlanta and feeling like maybe, how are you going to go from Atlanta to Rockford, you know? And it's like, and Jesus just made it clear. And you're like, say, say no more. I'll go. You know? no, and bro, uh, see, that's my saying, right? Say no more. Say no more. I'm yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, yeah, you need to, you guys need to get that on a shirt up there. Say, say no more Jesus. Um, because that, because I think that's, I think that's the attitude that's going to bring about this great thing that's happening up there. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm hoping that people who listen to your voice and listen to your story, and your stories are going to be propelled to have those same same types of moments. And so, Carrington, dude, I, I'm so thrilled to know you, um, to see what God's doing in your life and in your family's life. And like I've continually said, you know, you and the group that you're connected with are about as talented of a bunch as I've ever seen. And so um, I, I, I'm so thankful that you... Oh, I appreciate you, but I'm so thankful that that you, you've given all things, all people, just a little bit of your time. And I'm excited to see what God does with you. Hey, man. Appreciate you, Brody. Yeah, appreciate you.